Welcome back to Marriage Monday. Thanks so much for joining with me. My name is Dave Berenger, and this is my podcast to help you build your marriage one Monday at a time. Today, we're going to talk about push behavior. I almost said it again. I've been trying to record this over and over, and I keep saying push notifications. I mean, we all know what those are. Push notifications are those alerts that we give permission to on our phone to certain apps to push information that we think is relevant or that is necessary to our lives. Like prime example, um, ESPN has permission to shoot me notifications about football updates. College football, pro football, I want them all. And so I went to my settings and I literally changed the settings to say that at any time you have information ESPN on football, push that towards me. Now, I know we're talking about push behavior and we're not talking about push notifications, but I want you to understand something. We're going to talk about a subject today that if you see this in your life, this will be your push notification that there's something that is not well, something unhealthy in your habits that needs to be corrected. I want you to have a healthy marriage. I want you to have a healthy relationship. And our subject of push behaviors is going to be one of those moments, one of those things that if you see it, that is your push notification to let you know something needs to change. Now, let me give some props here today. Uh, marriage Helper is somebody that I've followed for quite some time on Twitter. I've read their blogs. They do a lot of marriage mentoring, marriage coaching. They do some great articles. And they came up with this topic, this uh, um, amazing acronym called PUSH or PUSH Behaviors. And one of the biggest things that people do wrong in their marriage, and many times people don't even realize what they're doing, is they're hurting their marriage with push behaviors. Um, for example, when a spouse maybe is kind of pulling back or backing away in the relationship, the other spouse will end up doing some things, some actions, and their attempt to get them to get closer and to stay. Now, do I want that spouse to say, absolutely? Do I want that marriage healed? Absolutely. But many times, some behaviors that are being used to manipulate the spouse into staying and drawing closer actually end up pushing that spouse away. I want to be, I want to be clear about that. What we're going to talk about today is actually manipulation in marriage, and it's not there to strengthen. It's actually going to break your marriage up. And so I'm going to talk to you about push behaviors. So the letter P, P and push stands for this, pleading, pleading. Now, when we talk about pleading, we're talking about like begging, whining, trying to manipulate your spouse by playing with their emotions. And instead of feeling guilty, this causes your spouse to see you as overly emotional or trying to get them to do what you want them to do. And it actually pushes them away. I want you to really hear that clear, that when you are, there's a difference between you're hurting and pleading. Let's get some help. There's a difference between that and you are begging and whining or trying to manipulate your spouse by making them feel, feel guilty. But they're not going to feel guilty. They're going to really see you as being overly emotional and it really wants them to go the other direction. The letter U stands for unnecessary crying. Now, let's be real. That if your spouse has maybe stopped engaging with you, Maybe your spouse has just stopped talking to you. Maybe your spouse has even verbalized that they're wanting to leave you. Let's be real, that hurts. That is devastating. And out of that devastation is pain and there will be tears. 
And so what I'm trying not to do is to, is to say that you can't cry. I mean, let's be real. If you know me at all personally, I'm a crier. I have, I have no problem shedding tears. But we're not talking about the normal tears that comes as a result of pain. We're talking about the type of tears that you turn on where you're trying to elicit emotions in your spouse to keep them from leaving. And so when there's that unnecessary manipulative crying, let's be real, we all know how to recognize it. That doesn't actually pull your spouse towards you. It pushes them away. So we got P, we've got U, and then we've got S. That word S means starting fights. This is when our spouses may be wanting to leave. They're starting to disengage. And then out of wanting them to engage with you, you start fights with them. Now, for some of you, uh, maybe you're like me, this makes no sense, but I'm telling you what, I've seen this happen over and over in relationships from when I was a youth pastor, watching kids date, till marriage is now working as a lead pastor of a church. I have watched people purposely start fights with the idea that, hey, I know it's a fight, but now they're talking to me. That's good, right? Actually, it's not healthy. So starting fights doesn't draw your, your spouse closer. It doesn't begin communication. It actually can push them away. And then lastly, letter H, hovering. Hovering. We're talking about tracking or trying to control your spouse. Uh, quite often when I was a youth pastor, I would talk about helicopter parents, and that's those parents that hover over their children, not recognizing that they're not going to be seen as protective. Their children will see them as being overly protective and actually push them away. So if you're suspicious, if, you're, if you have concerns about your spouse, then you need to be able to get some help. You need to have some open conversation. But going to the place where you're putting trackers on your spouse's car, you're downloading apps to constantly watch them, you are tracking everywhere they're, they're, they are going and you're trying to control your spouse, it actually puts them into a place where they don't want to open up. They actually want to conceal more. Now, there's a difference between you're hovering and tracking them in order to control them and you are creating accountability in order to rebuild trust. I've talked with couples through adultery. I've walked through pornography issues. I've walked through broken trust. I've walked through all of those things. And there's a difference between, hey, we're going to be accountable with each other on our location, on the people that we talk to, on the sites that we're looking at, so on and so forth. There's accountability that's being agreed upon. But when you're hovering, this is when you are literally tracking and trying to control everything about your spouse. And then you walk into a relationship, uh, a communication moment, and you are now dropping everything on them, exposing them with what you think is going on. And it doesn't humble your spouse. It actually pushes them away. Should there be accountability? 100%. But hovering is not accountability. So let's go back over that. Push behaviors. We have P for pleading, U for unnecessary crying, S for starting fights, and H for hovering. I want you to look deep down in your heart and to ask yourself the question. Not ask it about your spouse. Ask this about you. Have I been doing push behaviors? Have I been doing push behaviors? Because if any one of these have come out of the podcast and kind of pinched a little bit, uh, they, they didn't set right in you, not because they were wrong, but just because you might be realizing that could be you, then I pray that this would be your push notification that says it's time to get change.
And so there's hope. There's absolute hope for this. Because of Christ, I always believe there's hope. And so I want to give you three practical things that you can do to really move yourself forward, especially if you're seeing push behavior in your own life. Number one, have an honest conversation. Sit with your spouse and have an honest conversation and and ask this. I think you both should ask the question, what do I do personally that pushes you away? It's a tough, tough question. I wouldn't do this in front of the kids. I wouldn't do this when somebody's in a bad mood. I would do this in a place where you're having a coffee date, you're having a conversation, and it's a deeper conversation just to simply say, let's do a check-in. What are some behaviors that maybe we're doing that we ought to be monitoring and perhaps even changing? So number one, have the honest conversation. Number two, get outside, objective, Christ-centered help. Get outside, objective, Christ-centered help. We're talking about couple help, but you also may need personal help because I guarantee if you're using some of these push behaviors, it may be stemming from just a life of, of not trusting people because somebody close to you broke your heart. Maybe you are going into your second marriage or you're in your second marriage and you are navigating behaviors that just stem from what happened in your first marriage. You might need some personal help. It might not be a couple thing. You might need personal help. So really get some outside objective Christ-centered help and get yourself healthy. And then thirdly, and I think this is just so simple and it's so good, find a marriage mentor. Get another couple in your life that is just a little bit older than you, a little wiser than you, just a, a few steps down the road from you, so to speak, that can just help walk you to through just numbers of marriage things. Hey, this is going on. How did you deal with this? I love talking with couples who are five years, 10 years, 15 years down the road from us and just getting marriage advice and just getting life advice in general. That's phenomenal. And so inviting a marriage mentor gets you to not just have somebody that you can kind of glean from, but somebody that can get to know you and look in and begin to know you relationally and help guide you through these moments. That's all I've got for you for today. Would you just monitor push behaviors and let those push behaviors become push notifications to help you recognize this has to change. We got to get help. We got to have the conversation and we have to get healthier because that's what God has designed for our marriage. Love y'all. Have a great Marriage Monday. We'll talk to you next time.